Why is Marvel releasing Echo all at once? Welcome back to Nerdist News. I'm Dan Casey, and today we're diving into the latest news from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. On Tuesday, Marvel Studios revealed the release dates for Loki Season 2 and Echo, the spin-off series coming out of Hawkeye. Loki Season 2 will release on a weekly schedule beginning on October 6th, and no word yet on whether or not Mobius will finally get his jet ski. I'll be fun, though. Yeah, it'll be really fun. Yes, you heard me right, folks. The series that bears the most resemblance to the old Marvel Netflix universe is using the release model that Netflix made famous. So what does this mean for Echo? Is this indicative of a larger change in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, we're gonna break it all down for you in just a moment. But to discuss Echo, we have to touch on some light Hawkeye spoilers, so if you're like very behind on your stories, leave now before it's too late. <laughs> Okay, let's get into it, shall we? The news of Echo's premiere date and surprising release model came via Marvel Studios head honcho Kevin Feige during the Disney Upfront event on Tuesday. It's an event in which networks and studios court advertisers with all of the projects they have coming down the pipeline. First reported by Variety back in 2021, the Echo series stars Alakwa Cox as the deaf Native American assassin who was working for Wilson Fisk when we met her in Hawkeye. Over the course of that series, Echo, also known as Maya Lopez, sought revenge against Ronan, aka your boy Clint Barton. During his time as Ronan, Clint wound up killing her father. But by the end of the show, in a plotline straight from the comics, Maya learned the Kingpin was the one who was really behind her father's death and gunned him down in the street. Now, obviously, Wilson's going to get better unless, like, Daredevil Born Again is this elaborate Jacob's Ladder scenario. But in the meantime, we're going to spend some meaningful time with Maya Lopez. She's going to try and figure out who she is now that she's no longer consumed by her need to avenge her father's death. And now that she can no longer trust a bro. Build as a limited series, it kind of makes sense why Marvel and Disney would want to potentially be a bit more experimental with this release model for Echo. However, this is the first time Disney Plus has opted for a batch release rather than a weekly release for a Marvel property. And naturally, some fans out there immediately took this to be a sign that Echo is in dire straits. But that isn't necessarily the case. Now, bear in mind, Echo isn't exactly a household name among comic book readers. Who is she? Hawkeye, though, helped elevate her standing in the public consciousness, thanks in part to a standout performance by Alakwa Cox. Although the MCU has excelled at rocketing relatively obscure characters to the limelight like they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, others, like Eternals, have been less successful. And this is important to bear in mind because studios are notoriously risk-averse, and this seems to be emblematic of a strategic course correction by Disney and Marvel Studios. Because over the past few years, Disney pursued an extremely aggressive content strategy with brands like Star Wars and Marvel. They did this in an effort to drum up subscribers for its then-fledgling Disney Plus service. Now, in regards to the galaxy far, far away, Bob Iger's already confirmed they are pulling back on their release cadence. It gave us pause just to think, maybe the cadence was a little too aggressive. And so we decided to pull back a bit. We are still developing Star Wars films. We're going to make sure that when we make one, that it's the right one. So we're being very careful there. And speaking with Entertainment Weekly, Kevin Feige confirmed that Marvel is also rethinking their approach to how many shows and films they put out in a given year. Noting the difficulty of breaking through the noise when there's so much content out there, Feige said, we want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. So people will see that as we get further into phase five and six. The pace at which we're putting out the Disney Plus shows will change so they can each get a chance to shine. 
And this also aligns with Disney CEO Bob Iger's comments in March. Speaking at the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference, he cited a need for fresh characters in the Marvel slate. According to CNBC, he said, sequels typically worked well for us. Do you need a third and a fourth, for instance? Or is it time to turn to other characters? And all of those comments also come during a time when Disney is focused on slashing $5.5 billion in overall costs, including $3 billion of content-related costs. Adding to that, last week during a shareholder earnings call, Disney announced they are merging Disney Plus and Hulu into a single streaming service. They also revealed they're looking into removing content from Disney Plus as tax write-downs and cost-cutting measures similar to what the streaming service formerly known as HBO Max did. So what does all of this mean for Echo? Well, perhaps it means they're trying to make Echo feel like a special event compared to what viewers are used to. Or it means they're trying to save money on marketing costs and hoping that the binge model will create the positive word of mouth they're looking for instead. The binge model was a massive hit for Netflix because it was novel at the time. It let audiences blast through a show they were interested in at their own pace, and it doesn't risk attrition from people falling off watching week to week. However, nowadays the binge model seems to be a bit outdated given the sheer glut of content out there. If you release all the episodes of a series at once, you miss out on weeks and weeks of discussion, theorizing, and marketing. And yes, that marketing does come with a considerable price tag, but dominating the weekly cultural conversation is what made Disney Plus into the streaming juggernaut that it is today. Now, personally, I think releasing Echo all at once is a bit of a mistake. The optics make it feel like they're taking this street-level Marvel series about a deaf Native American assassin and burying it right before the holidays so they can just move on to the next project. And there are likely other financial and contractual considerations regarding putting out Echo during this fiscal year at play, but it just feels kind of weird. So what's the better path forward? Well, shows like WandaVision and Andor definitely benefited from weekly releases. That let their audience build, gave fans time to theorize about things like Mephisto, and it gave the shows a chance to serve as these water cooler moments each week. Never more than 12. Now, it's important to remember, they also had a somewhat hybridized release model. WandaVision debuted with two episodes and Andor premiered with three episodes. That let fans really sink their teeth into these shows before switching to a weekly model. And it's a release model that Amazon Prime Video has found considerable success with as well. Shows like The Wheel of Time and The Boys both premiered with three episodes apiece before switching to that weekly model. Yes, it makes for a condensed release window, but it still gives those shows room to hit the zeitgeist, as Feige put it in his Entertainment Weekly interview. Other shows like The Legend of Vox Machina tried a slightly different approach with a weekly batch of three episodes apiece. Taking a hybrid approach like that would still cut down on marketing costs for Disney Plus without making Echo feel like it's being banished to the proverbial quantum realm. So with that said, I am fully prepared to eat my words, because if Echo's release model yields dividends in the form of increased viewership, it might not be the only series given this kind of treatment. Rumors are already swirling about Daredevil Born Again potentially releasing in a similar manner. The current rumor is that the show could release in six episode drops comprising discrete story arcs that also advance the overarching story of this 18 episode season. And having a similar release model to Echo could be fitting, especially given that Echo first debuted in 1999's Daredevil No. 9 and was intimately involved in Old Hornhead's story. The Echo series will reportedly feature Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in guest star roles, and it will help lay the groundwork for the events of Daredevil Born Again. 
Other rumors about Echo suggest the series could feature the Black Knife Cartel as the main villains. They are an organization with deep connections to Daredevil's other arch nemesis, Bullseye. And we all know what that would mean for Daredevil Born Again. Bullseye. Look, it's a big multiverse. Anything can happen. Now, suffice to say, the MCU is entering a paradigm shift, and that could be exactly what it needs to reinvigorate and refresh itself as we get deeper and deeper into the multiverse saga. While Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is a massive hit among critics and audiences, other recent MCU entries underperformed at the box office relative to Marvel's sky-high expectations. And that thinking is now potentially extending to Disney Plus as well. As for what the future holds, only Kang knows for certain, but regardless, we're going to be tuning in to watch Echo when it debuts on November 29th. Anyway, folks, there you have it. That's everything you need to know about Echo, Marvel's shifting release model, and what it means for the MCU. In the meantime, we have plenty of other deep dives into all aspects of the Marvel Universe for you over on Nerdist. But for now, tell us, what do you think of this news? Do you prefer to binge your Marvel shows, or do you like the weekly model? Let us know in the comments below, and for the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture, stay tuned to Nerdist.com.